Good morning, Wisconsin. It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Come give us your thoughts on the old National Bank talk and text line at 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. Now here's your hosts, Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi. And he said it, and here we are, Sandy Max to my radio rights. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Good morning. Busy, busy every show. We're like running all over the place with our heads cut off, but all good stuff. Yeah, but you just said happy Thursday, and I just saw our teammate from 101.7, The Truth, Telly Hughes. And I said, hey, how's it going, Telly? He said, hey, how are you? And I said, well, you know, it's Friday. It's trite, but it's true. And he said, you know it. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Both Telly and I think it's Friday, but it is just Thursday. Why do you think that is? I don't know. But it's just funny that he just rolled with it. Now, it is my Friday. Yeah, you're off to the heat dome. Yes. You're going to come back and give us reports from the heat dome. Full weather analysis of the climate change. No, just kidding. I'm going to go to Vegas. Lots of blackjack. Lots of pool time. Extensive pool time. But isn't that advised against, considering it's 115 degrees or well, something here's, like that? Here's my reality. Uh-oh. So it's not just being at the pool. We're going to be at the MGM Grand, beautiful hotel. In the kind of the private pool area, in a cabana that has cooled with misting. I would say mist. Yeah, yeah we're not going to large. I've got a group of 20 people. We're, gonna be, we're not going to be oh, suffering. Oh, wow. Yes. I just packed my cigars this morning. So <laughs> I, I am all set. I will have a huskier voice come Monday live from Lock LaBelle with the, the TMJ Classic, which you and I would be broadcasting live from in our mobile studio out there. So I'm a, Golfing fundraiser, sure. You're going to mm-hmm. be enjoying a lot of the outdoors. I'm Lip- sure there'll be some cigars at Lock LaBelle as well. <laughs> there probably will. And I'm taking a red eye back, so I'm going to be just full of energy. You're in a particularly good mood today, though. You're always, why, why do you think that is? I know. You're always kind to me and pleasant, but you are um, peppier today peppier. than usual. because you're A peppier version of myself. About to fly and enjoy a break time. Good for you. And hopefully, uh, I got two numbers on the Powerball line last night. For, for my birthday, my boyfriend gave me mm-hmm. five picks, and he was discouraged. He said, all the Powerball, there are three 24 Powerballs. So, you know, you like to think you're diversifying your right. investment if there are different numbers. 24 was the Powerball. So I actually got 12 bucks on that. You won 12 on the bucks? ticket that, uh, that he spent 10 bucks on. So I am technically a Powerball winner, just not a big Powerball winner. I can't remember the last time I won more than like $2. And that's pretty much, we got $2 yeah, yeah. Back above his investment. What are you going to do with your winnings? Exactly. Here is the thing that I, that really irritates me. I got, if you get one number and Powerball, you get $4 back. If you get two numbers and Powerball, you get $4 back. It's the same payout. Yeah, that, that does not seem right at that yeah, low no, level. They, unfair. I would say Powerball can't be losing that much money that if they give you at least two bucks more for another number, that that would be a, a more better payout. Now, apparently there was one winner out yeah. in California. At like some like little mini mart place. How fun! So you go into a mini mart one day, <laughs> probably just an average Joe, average woman, whatever. Pick up some Slim Jims. And- yeah, maybe a, a a beverage of some sort, maybe a you know Red Bull or a Prime <laughs> Energy Drink or whatever that is. And then the next day, oh, I won a billion dollars. That's a life. Change. I wonder what kind of sound I would make. When you realize what you're looking at. You're screaming at the top of your lungs. Like, how do you not do that? The neighbors would probably call like, oh, my God, I think something's wrong with the woman next door. All right. I want to tee up our our next conversation because um, we are waiting for him. He has arrived. We are going to have the guy, president and CEO of Marcus Corporation, Greg Marcus, who is an awesome dude. Beyond all the great things he does for that business, that organization and the city, he's going to come in studio and spend the rest of the hour with us. 
Isn't that wild? And he's a musician. Yes. Which, you and know, apparently... Another layer to the coolness. I learned this. Hmm. A TikTok star. <laughs> how, is the, how are these things happening that I'm not aware of them? Renaissance man. Yes. By definition, a renaissance man. Greg Marcus will join us after the break. Stephen Sandy, WTM Now is the show you should be listening to, especially today. My goodness. This guy's everywhere, everything in Milwaukee. Greg Market, can you hear us okay? Can you? Yeah, you good? Oh, yeah. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Yeah. I remember last time we did it on Capitol Drive, old Radio City, different location. Yes. That's the word I've known forever. <laughs> I actually started actually just heading there on the way oh, this did you? morning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we're going to start with movies. I mean, th- this, is, this is the weekend, right, for, for this summer. Oh, yes. Barbie, Oppenheimer. I would say we have a new word for it, even. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer, yes. (laughs) We are big fans of Barbenheimer. So I made up my show poll today just asking people, what are they going to go see? So I just, uh, the obvious ones, Barbie, Oppenheimer. I put Dead Reckoning 1 in there because Cruise is Cruise. Absolutely. And um, that was the guy that was supposed to save summer. Maybe Oppenheimer and Barbie are are the savers of summer. We'll get to that. As the guy who puts all of this out there for us, the, the, the theaters, the presentation, the great seats, the great food, all the great popcorn that we have come to love. Last time he came in, Greg brought me a bag of popcorn. I took it to a family party. We had every kind of sausage and food. You know what was popular with the kids? That bag of popcorn, Greg. <laughs> they were dipping their cups in that thing all afternoon. There's nothing like movie theater popcorn. It's unbelievable. Period. It's unbelievable. I think I know where I can find another one. You might find yeah. one might show up there. <laughs> okay, I love that. <laughs> So as the guy who puts us all together, how excited are you for this weekend? Oh, I'm very excited. I wouldn't say that we're that we're saving summer, but it certainly is a puts a, puts an exclamation point on summer. You know, summer summer for, summer started early. You know, Mario Brothers started you know in in really late spring or late spring period, and it blew the doors out. Couldn't believe it. We were very surprised. There's an old saying in the movie business that every movie is R and D except for a sequel. You just never know. And even the sequels these days, you never know how they're going to do until they open. And uh, it was it was so Super Mario was great. So some movies really worked fantastically. You know, Spider Man, the Into the Spider Verse. It was that was a that was a great movie and did fantastically. You know, there were some other movies. They should remain nameless that uh, <laughs> that 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 didn't perform as we expected, but still performed pretty well. And so you know, for us, it's a business not of individual movies, but of the collective. But I'm gonna tell you, having Barbie and Oppenheimer following Dead Reckoning last week. I mean, we're, we're having a we're, there's. A lot of where there's going to be a shortage of popcorn seed. Oh wow! <laughs> no, I'm <mean>, kidding. <laughs> you never run out of popcorn. You're scared no, him. we don't. Yeah, no. I was like, oh, oh they'll be in the paper tomorrow. There's a shortage of popcorn seed. <laughs> no, no, no. There's there's plenty for you. Just the, just talking about it makes me smell it. But the Marcus theaters do something that I love. I love a theme party. So when Downton Abbey came out, I went to one of those big Downton Abbey hat party extravaganzas. And last night. Was I was tempted to go? Was the big Barbie extravaganza? Oh, I, I, you know, I saw the pictures from it last night. It was, it was great. Actually, it is something we do, and I think we're pretty good at it. We call it showmanship in the business, and uh, we actually had to talk uh, Warner Brothers into letting us uh, have extra prints to have these parties, and so we went all out. I mean, there was a. I saw a picture from the Majestic in Brookfield where we had a uh, like a Barbie box, like with the clear plastic, so but it was life size. You could stand yeah. inside of it. And I saw people tweeting out those pictures last night. Yeah, it was great. People had a great time. In fact, I got to take umbrage with I think it was Eric, and but I don't want to blame him because I don't know who was talking in the in, in the show right before you guys came on, and he was talking about. He says, you know, Oppenheimer's got great reviews. Barbie's mixed. 
No, Barbie's really getting great reviews. Is Opp- are Oppenheimer's reviews a little bit better? Yeah, but it's like an A plus for Oppenheimer and an A for Barbie. I mean, it's uh, it's Metacritic must see. Uh, Barbie is it's uh, nine eighty nine on Rotten Tomatoes. The users, I mean, it's the both those movies are absolute must sees. Is it is it by plan that they both came out the same weekend? Because that seems like sort of a different two very different movies. Oh, I think actually that was the thought. You know, a little bit of counter programming. You know that they want they want you get you know want to get it in earlier you know they don't want to get too later too much later in the summer you start running out of runway so to speak and they figured they were counter programming I don't think that they I don't think anybody thought oh yeah this is going to be the movie that the people want to see both but I know I do and I'm hearing from so many people and we've sold a bunch of tickets for both that we have a Barbenheimer we have a, a Barbenheimer passport and you can <laughs> buy a passport that gets you into both. And it gets you uh, a, uh, a a free pink um, cotton candy for when you go see Barbie, and it gives you a uh, uh, some Cheetos when you go see, like some Flamin' Hots when you go see. Uh, <laughs> That's go see hot very clever. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, wonder yeah, what you tie into an Oppenheimer movie. It's yeah. a little dangerous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so with this this big weekend, uh, this is a question I've asked you before. You know, you and I started talking around the pandemic. You know, we were talking about that impact, which was significant on not just the theater business, but everything. And you've rebounded nicely. But are we are we back back? Or are we still kind of figuring things out? Uh, we're not back back yet. Um, we're, we're definitely it's not existential anymore. We're not we're not wondering. I'll tell you, it was an interesting story. I because uh, the depths of the pandemic are pretty scary. We've never we've never all been closed before. And. Uh, apparently, let me tell you where we are. Hotels are back. Those are back. We're back to where we were. We had a record year last year. Theaters, we, it's all dependent. Where I said, you know, it's, we don't know what's going to work. It all comes down to the number of releases. Somewhere around 125 releases a year. You know, that's our, that's really our sweet spot. And, and if you just do less, once you get to more than that, I'm not sure that you're going to get the numbers as much, but, but below that, the less films we have. So like last year in 22, we had 65% of the number of, of typical releases and we did 65% of the box office. Now for us, you know, someone's got to show up and they've got to pop the popcorn and turn on the lights and we've got to plow the parking lots in winter and turn on the air conditioning in the summer and have someone there to take the tickets, whether one person shows up or a thousand people show up. And so that means it's a high fixed cost business. Our last customers are really our most profitable. So when we, when we lose those customers for us, that's challenging. But so this year we're up over 22 and about, I think about 15 to 20%. And, uh, you know, we, we will, we continue, we'll continue to grow. Part of it is just the number of films and getting them through post production and getting them done. And the pandemic put a lag into everything and having less people. But the part of the story, I'm not going to tell you this one's interesting story. So in the pandemic, we were, you know, it was, there were some very nerve wracking periods. And in the spring, I went to go ring the bell at the New York Stock Exchange. And someone who asked me and said, Hey, you know, we have a, we have a, we, we support not our company, but someone said we support child abuse prevention month. We'd like to ring the bell at the stock exchange to be promoting it. Would you go in and be a part of, of, uh, of that and, and sponsor us because you're a New York stock exchange company and you have to have a sponsor company to mm-hmm. go do this. Sure. Now I had so much going on. I wasn't even thinking about it and, and I'd rung the bell before and I, I just sort of, it just came up upon me. I get there and all of a sudden I'm standing there and I'm getting emotional because I'm thinking, wow, okay, it's not existential. I'm not worried about our existence. We, we, we're back. We're coming back. The business is coming back. I didn't realize how meaningful it would be to ring that bell. And it really was. And it was a special moment. And so I'm glad I got to talk about it.
Well, that's a big deal at your level, being a president and CEO of the Marcus Corporation, for you to experience that right. I think a lot of us think, oh, when you're at that high level, you're not, quote, on the front lines. And you're not you're not doing the work on that level. But you don't realize when you muscle through and you create those strategic plans to get through such a, t- a challenging time of the pandemic, not just for movie theaters, but for the hospitality business and all the other layers of what you do. It's interesting that you just felt this relief, this real emotional, because you just put your head down and do it. And I know that you have employees counting on you, like all that weight. So to experience that moment as you look out, that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I would say it was when we were in the depth of it. I mean, yeah, you're right. You just plow your head for you. You, you, you maintain a positive attitude. You know, we knew we talked about it. It's the things we're seeing right now. I, you know, and I say I was the. You know, the, you know, the word, uh, you know, schadenfreude, taking pleasure in the misery of others. I said I was the poster child for schadenfreude for everyone that wanted to hear what was going on during the pandemic. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, we're okay. But I think they were like, you're in a worse place than we are. But uh, the, the, you know, you just, you, but you, but yeah, it's, it's, you, you know, there were some nerve wracking times during that. You just had to, you know, you have, if you're human, you wonder. And so I, I didn't, I didn't really think about it much after we sort of got through it and, but when I was sitting there and I was like, okay, this is cool. I wasn't worried or I wasn't sitting there in the middle of it thinking, when am I going to ring the stock exchange bell again? But when I got there, because that's the symbol of capitalism, right? It's that's ringing that bell. And yeah, it, it was cool. Can you tell us how grim it ever really got during the pandemic? Were you, what kind of serious decisions you were possibly facing? You know, uh, look at, we had this, the grimmest part was laying lots of people off. Again, I always had this core belief and I sort of, I would refer to it, but I didn't actually finish my thought, which was people want to be together. They want to experience, look at what we're doing today. We're here today because we're having a Barbenheimer weekend. Right. Everybody <laughs> is into Barbenheimer. Everybody's into Barbie. You know, uh, you know, the, all this is going, everyone wants to see Oppenheimer. You know, the sound, oh, the, the, the sound of freedom has been a huge movie. And, yeah. and people, Surprising in oh, some ways. Hold them in a line in pretty much every <laughs> single way you could imagine. <laughs> Except for people that made it, I'm sure those knew it was going to be huge. But, yeah. uh, you know, we've had so many, we've had, we, People want to experience things together. And I held, I have was core to that. That was, I was, that was my core belief. And I said it a million times during the pandemic. I said, look at, we don't have a lot of debt, which was true. That's our, our company. We don't carry a lot of debt. And so in the end, I know we're going to be okay. And I believe that in my heart. But again, you've got to be human. And so you, you start, you even, you got to have a moment of thinking, okay, well, I, I know I'm saying this, but I, but I, but I, so I, I believe it and, and we're here. He is Greg Marcus, president and CEO of the Marcus Corp and, uh, Barbenheimer Weekend, as we're talking about. We're going to talk about a lot of other things too. Apparently you're a TikTok star now. I wasn't aware <laughs> of that. So last night, how did, we'll get to how that happened. Did you I, actually see it? I'm not on TikTok. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> so there's, there's some drama behind all of this, is there? Well, I I, t- I take solace in the fact that really <laughs> no one above seventeen actually sees what they have me do. All right. Well, if you've seen this TikTok production from Greg Marcus, you can certainly hit us up on the old National Bank talking text line. Let us know what we're missing. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. He's our guest for the whole hour. I want to ask you think about this during the break. As tough as that got, and I don't want to overfocus on the pandemic because we got some great things happening in, in cinema and all your other ventures. But I have this saying that I love. Adversity creates opportunity. What you took away from that pandemic and how it made your process, your movie work better. We'll discuss that with our guest, Greg Marcus, after this on WTMJ Now. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Barbie. 
I'm not like I don't. I could care less about Barbies, but I, it looks funny to me. That's my takeaway, Greg. It looks, it just it looks and sounds funny. It, that's what I've heard. It, it's it, I think it works on multiple levels, which is why it's going to be so popular. It's I think kids really enjoy it. I, I haven't seen it yet. I, I like to go to the theater. I think we talked about this last time. I don't. I could see them early, but I don't. I'd like to go to the theater and watch them with everybody else. You just sneak in and just have your popcorn and watch movies like. You don't own the theater? <laughs> well, the part where I don't pay. Is really... <laughs> yeah, that is different, yes. So I, I don't want to focus on the negative, but I do want to ask you, so basically, what did the pandemic teach you about the movie business? Like, how to, how to do it, how to be better at it? Um, you know, what it taught me was what great people we have. I mean, if, if I didn't know that and I did that, you know, we've had a saying around our company that my grandfather started. People are our most important asset, and we try our best to treat them that way. And sometimes we mess it up. I wouldn't some, I'm sure someone will say, oh, yeah, you, you're yeah, right, sure. But uh, for the most part, you know, we've had thousands and thousands of employees through the years, and we try to do the right thing. We try to take care of them. We try to be respectful and to, and to treat them like our most important asset. But the resilience of, of what we went through and seeing them. Now, the one thing, the decision that we made that really has been interesting is I've seen it, look at hiring people. We all know that the, that the labor markets are extremely tight and it's hard for us too. But we had an advantage, I think, in that we did this calculus. Let me tell you the worst calculus you can possibly come up with, which was when we got the chance to be open again, we made this decision that if if we could just lose as much or less money being cl- open than closed. Wow. Because remember, closed, we don't have, we have nobody that we're paying. We have nothing that's going on. All we do is sort of pay the, you know, the whatever, the basic stuff to keep the building in shape. But when we start to open up, there's those additional costs, yet there wasn't, there wasn't much product. And they weren't, because they, Hollywood didn't want to release product to having with not many people showing up. So we sort of did the math and said, well, if we can just get enough in to cover that basic cost, then we're going to be open. And that's if we can do it safely. We wanted to do it safely because we wanted to be able to give people who wanted to be there. We didn't make anybody come back, but people that wanted to come back, we wanted to give them jobs. We wanted to feel the momentum ourselves of the business being open. And I think in the end, that really was a benefit to us. Not intentionally, but our teams were still together. And so when we got really back to the point of reopening and being robust in business back to a level of normal like we're seeing now, we were had a leg up. And that's not just true here. It was true in our hotels. True in our restaurants, you know, we have all the, my, my brother runs our uh, Benson's Restaurant Group, we just have a new one I should talk about, then the Edison down in the Third Ward, we just we just opened up, it's very popular, but whether it's the Edison, or Onesto, or Bridgewater, or uh, Bombers, or uh, Smoke Shack, or, or Blue Bat, I think I've just named them all, he'll be very happy with me, uh, those teams we held together, and we, we took the same approach, if we can just not lose more money being open, we're opening, and that really gave us a leg up on everybody. Does the, um, and this is the reality that I don't know enough about your business, the pre-purchase of tickets versus the way it used to be, just walked up to the theater, has that changed the dynamics of, of being in the theater business? I mean, how, like, what percentages, do people still walk up? Does that happen? Uh, yeah, but we do have a significant that pre-purchase, and, you know, it it, it is... Yeah, look at it. it's 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 for, and it's, it's it's better for the customer because they can see where they're going to sit and they 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 know you know it's like the dome it's like the roof at Miller Park you know or it's not whoops Amfam Field <laughs> sorry about that American <laughs> Family uh, the roof at Amfam the you know you know you're going to go to a game you know you know where you're going to sit so that's you know in the end being customer focused I think is good you know what what you used to get on walk up what we didn't see and uh, is this. Uh, this concept that you know you'd come and you'd go. Let's say you want to say you say I want to see Barbie tonight, and you'd go 
And oh man, Barbie sold out. Well, let's go take a chance on you know the, on the you know the Sound of Freedom. Let's go see that. Right. Let's go see Dead Reckoning. It's either you know let's go see what else is available. You don't get that as much. Hmm. So uh, I'd even forgotten about that experience. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like you used to, yeah, take your chances and try and get there early so that we can get a seat where you wanted to. That's all changed and evolved in the past decade 15 years where you really can select your seat and know exactly what you, now you can pre-order your concessions in advance all of that yeah no no delivered to your seats so really just parking lot to to theater seat yeah yeah no that's it it's it was a different experience the, the whole yeah. you know, look at we have to we always you know we always are changing and we're all i'll tell you the one thing that we see i'll tell you so this is really interesting I don't know if it's the cost of real estate, but the theaters, in, except for on the coast, on the coast where the real estate expenses are so high, their theaters don't represent what we see in the rest of the country. We've got these great theaters with all these great experiences with great food and beverage. It's not just us; other operators do it similarly. But on the coast, and we always hear you know, you know the media, not this media, but the media sort of that, that's based in the entertainment hubs says, you know the theaters never really they aren't growing, they aren't changing. I'm like, yeah, because your theaters aren't. But the but the other 98 percent of the planet. We're getting great theaters and great experiences. And so that's, you know, it's good for us. Can I ask you a business question about the writers and actors strike? Since you are dealing in business at this high level, do you know the time frame where it might affect how long this strike goes on? When does it affect the releases for next year? Because you were talking about 125 releases is really kind of the sweet spot. Yeah. Do you think that could be reduced next year? Uh, You know, there's a possibility. You know, it is... Uh, it, it impacts us actually in two ways. Long term, it, it, look at if this go, if they can resolve this, you know, in the next few weeks or so or the month. I'm guessing they'll make a lot of that up in post production. They'll they'll sort of they can pick that they'll pick that slack up in probably a way that we couldn't post pandemic because there was so much stuff being made, not just for movies but for all the streamers. Which, as it turns out, the bloom is a little off the rose on all the streamers. That is not <laughs> the going to be the be all end all. We are not going to you know bolt ourselves to our sofas and never leave our houses again and just watch streaming. It's a it is an it is an important medium. People watch I, I watch streaming. It's a piece of the ecosystem, but. Uh, the, so, but there's less being made. So that should, we should be able to catch up. So, but it, it would take a year because it takes a year to make the movies, year to year to year and a half to two years in some instances. The, so next Christmas of 24, of 24 into going to 25, we could see some impact. The, the other short term impact we're seeing right now, which is just making me insane, is that, uh, the, the, that the, one of the restrictions on the actors is happen with the, well, with the writers. Look at all of a sudden what happens. All of a sudden, the late night talk shows stop going fresh. Yeah. Now, I promise you, in the last month, Tom Cruise would have been on every late night talk show, and Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling would have so been you, on. You every lose show. that marketing aspect. So then. you lose the that free mar- stuff. Yes, the you lose that, and now even more challenging. Now the actors are they can't even promote the movies. Forget even whether it's late night or morning, or they're not going on the Today Show. They're not going on any of the things that that we would have to promote I mean, the movies at the Barbie premiere in london didn't they just leave leicester square in the middle of it? it was like oh oh okay the strike's happening yeah a wave and then off went margot robbie and other stars it's like yeah. we, we can't do this now but but i will say people are like oh no here we go again it's not here we go again because 
we're not dealing with a situation where we can't be open or people aren't coming or any. We're, we're going to deal with a little bit of a product lag, and I don't want that. This I'll tell you that here's an interesting dynamic about our business. It's a momentum business. It's one of those things where you're going to go and you're going to Barbenheim it up, and you're going to sit there and you're going to be watching the previews, and you're going to see Haunted Mansion, and you're going to say, ooh, that looks good. I know I saw an ad for it this morning, and I was like, I saw it on ESPN. I was watching TV, but I'll, let's cross-promote here a little bit. <laughs> I saw it on ESPN, and I was like, wow, oh, yeah, Owen Wilson's in that. And there's Danny DeVito. This looks really good. I'm going to go see this. But that's what happens. But if you're not seeing them, you're not seeing the trailers. Greg Marcus, our guest, has got to take a break here. I, I said this to you last year because I think you are around Maverick time when that was coming out. There's no way in heck I'm going to sit at home and watch Maverick or the Elvis movie. That's not happening. So the theater experience, I mean, you capture that brilliantly. It is just... It's such a different way to watch movies. I don't want to sit in dark in my living room watching a movie. I want to see it and hear it and, and feel it in a theater. That's what's great about it's it. It's engrossing. Absolutely. Maverick was, and I, you know, I'm not a great big Tom Cruise fan. That movie blew me away because of the sound and the fury and the awesomeness of the story. That's what the theater experience is like. So look, I'm, I'm showing for Marcus Theaters. I, I like that. that. I love that. Greg Marcus, I guess. We've got to take another break. God, I wish we had all three hours with you today, but we don't even have three hours because we have an early Brewers game. You know that. 11 o'clock. All right. We'll continue the conversation yes. after this WTMJ Now. I always, I always need more time with Greg Marcus. It, the hour goes too fast. And First of all, President and CEO Marcus Corporation and... and you're a fascinating dude, let me put it that way. You're, just, you're fun to talk to, and that's why I love having you in. And we, we haven't done it enough. You were here last year talking about Maverick. So I, you were sharing some of your um, TikTok fame with us. Apparently, you do the Marcus, you're on the Marcus Center's TikTok accounts. And you're, not, you're just the, the star of these things. You're not producing them and all that stuff. No, yeah, no, I'm, and I'm, I'm only a star of some of them. I, it's, we, have, we have a great social media team that just, here's the clue, here's, the clue, here's how I know they're really good. Is my kids tell me, <laughs> like, Dad, whoever's That's running your TikTok is real. They really know what they're doing. They're really good because it said if if, you, if you're over seventeen, you probably have not seen me on TikTok. And as I showed it to you guys, thank the Lord because it <laughs> is at it one is, point you're full Barbie dress oh yeah you've got the yeah. wig and the feather boa yeah uh -huh. you go yeah. all in you're so game and that's where i love that you trust your social media team to have fun and know that it's a fine line between made fun of and being part of the fun and these are so fun yeah no they're really good they, they have and they get really good traction like you know like i've got like an instagram account and a twitter account and you know it's like eh, it's like I'm, you know, ten thousand people, but that's not really talking to in, in in the big picture. You know, okay, we sell, we should we'll sell twenty to any in any given year, twenty to thirty million tickets. If I'm only talking to ten thousand people, it's not enough. But these some of these Twitter things I've had, some have got nine hundred thousand views and seven hundred thousand views, and so it's like, okay, if if, if seven hundred thousand people will watch me, or three hundred thousand in the case of the Barbie wig, put on a wig. Sure. You know what? I'll do anything to get people to come to the movies. Uh, we get some of your... We get some of your... There it is. That's one of them. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Live from the TikTok video. Thanks for that, for that producer, Brandon, filling in for Charlie today, by the way, momentarily. Uh, we had some of your personality when we see the the preview trailers. I went to see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny and got to see some of those trailers you were talking about, and that was the first time that I'd even seen the Oppenheimer trailer. My boyfriend's been hot on it for the past several weeks. So I was like, oh, okay, that was great exposure to the movies. I I enjoy all the trailers. I know they're big commercials for movies, but That's I enjoy my favorite them parts. all. I mean, yeah. I obviously I love the movie, but 
I always insist my wife Kathy and I go so we can see all the, the trailers. And you sometimes you make an appearance. I was saying, then we get to see you, and and you you are the embodiment of hospitality. This is your business, and this is what you understand. And it is fun to watch you on screen and and see that you are a movie fan just like us, and that you do understand the connectivity of people being together. Yeah, that, that, this is an example of you saying, you know, Greg, how did you get your head into the studio today because you put yourself <laughs> on these giant screens, you know. Well, you know, I'm, you, don't you know who I am? You know, the joke is that, you know, oh, we got to find someone to figure out who I am because this guy, <laughs> someone doesn't know who he is. But the, uh, the, what, ha- what actually what happened was uh, in 2012, I was the United Way community, one of the community co-chairs for the community campaign. And every, you, know, you guys are seeing, I like to have a good time. I like to have a laugh. I mean, I'm, I'm serious, but I like to have a good, but at the same time, I think you can do both. And I'm in the United Way office and they said, you know, we're sort of getting the Greg show every week. Would would you go on? You give us a free PSA. Would you actually go on the screens and do this? I've never been on a movie screen before. And I'm like, eh, you know, if I could welcome people to the movie, sure, I'd, I'd do it. And we started doing it. And at first, my parents' friends told me I looked really good. I said, well, yeah, none of your vision is very good. But you know, everybody, <laughs> over time, it just sort of built. And we found that we were getting some traction. People were saying, you know what? You're adding something to the experience. I'm not driving people out the door, which is really all I cared about. And so we thought it was beneficial. And so sometimes you do something for the right reason, and good things happen because of it. I'll tell you two stories. So you, you, you play piano on some of these things. I do. I started taking piano lessons last year. And I still, my teacher, Shelley, we still meet once a week, take piano. And I love the instrument. I, I played trumpet for a lot of years. You inspired me to try oh, that. Awesome. I'm thrilled. Yeah. And I, it's a great instrument. My, it's a difficult instrument. And I'm learning how to coordinate my fingers and my hands together and doing different things at the same time. Did you play early in your life or did you learn it later i played early but not totally seriously it was about 15 years ago i was like playing the same thing over and over again and i said to a friend i need to i need to find someone to study with because i'm sick of playing the same thing over and over he's i got a great guy for you and his name is mark davis he's the one of the he's the preeminent jazz educator and player in town and i met with mark and mark I start, we all of a sudden became fast friends. To this day, I still go see him about once a week. I see him actually. He plays over at the Fister in Mason Street Grill uh, on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday ah. nights. And uh, he's 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 one of my best friends, and we have a great time. And he teaches me still to this day. And he's actually I joke I'm like he's teaching me the same thing for the fourth time. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't be to relearn it. Yeah. What, what song is that? <laughs> it's not just the song. It's all the techniques. It's all the different things. It's all the different parts. Oh, how, we went over this before, Greg. I know. Well, you're <laughs> like this. I learned how to play Claire de Lune, which oh, is, cool. which is sort of a difficult song for a beginner. But I I practiced hard, and and my my coach, my teacher, Shelley insisted that I practice, and I've kind of figured it out now. And, and when you figured out a song on any instrument and put, play it for somebody else, it's like, hmm, I accomplished something. All yeah. right, I want to talk to you about Milwaukee. We'll take a break. You're in and around everything in this great city that we live in and work in, and I, I don't live here, but I work here, and I love working downtown. I want to talk to you about how you see the summer unva- un, you know, unfolding and your thoughts about where the city goes in the future. A lot of big things happening. Big stuff just happened last week with the Harley Homecoming. We'll talk to our guest, Greg Marcus from Marcus Corp. After this on WTMJ Now. Excited to have him in studio. Greg Marcus, president and CEO of Marcus Corporation. Talked a lot about movies. Let's talk about Milwaukee. Huge weekend. Harley Homecoming. Now they're going to make it an annual event. You are in and around this city all the time. Finger on the pulse, as they say. How are we doing? I think we're doing great. I mean, this is... This is such a cool city. We have so much going on. We've got great sports. 
You know, we've got great arts. We've got this beautiful lakefront. We have a huge amount of fresh water, (laughs) which is a a benefit. Winter is not my favorite time of year, but as I've discovered, as I've gotten older, I'm at a point of stasis because winter, you know, it's, I like it a little less every year, but it, but it goes, moves faster because I'm getting older. So it's sort of, I'm, I'm even at this point with winter and it moves and I'm done with it quickly. So, uh, no, there's lots of really good stuff going on, but you're right. I mean, I'm, I am very involved. And I'm doing, and I, and I would tell you I do it for two reasons. One is because you know, uh, if you have the, uh, if if you've got the, um, you know, the you have the responsibility if you've had success to to give back. That, that's just you know you you have the that, that's that's just I think something we've always believed. My mom said you can't be a taker of the world, but also you know we've got these businesses and we haven't talked much about it. But you know we talked about the restaurants, the theaters, but the hotels too. You know the Fister and the St. Kate and the Hilton. We can't pick these in the Grand Geneva. We can't pick these businesses up and move them. They, they, the Fister ain't moving. It's here. And so we have to have a strong community, a successful community where people want to live and people want to work and people want to be entertained. If, if we have that, then that's, that's good for our business. So, you know, it's, 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 I, I will, I'll be honest that it's, I've got sort of a two pronged approach to why I get so involved. But I mean, it's all the things we're seeing. It's, it's, it's fantastic. I have to say that I thought that the St. Kate Hotel was an ambitious project. You know, I'm an arts lover, part of Milwaukee PBS and the arts page. And I was impressed with, all right, this is ambitious. Let's see if it works. And, you know, I both fingers crossed and and then the pandemic came. But so I got to tell you, every time I walk through the St. Kate, I'm always stimulated by the different art because you have different exhibitions. But the bar itself is always packed, whether there's a show at the rep or not. There's, it's a thriving creative community. Like there are people just hanging out in that in that lobby. Yeah. Oh. Again, okay. Let's. What? Let's talk about all the things. So your that, vision has come together. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, first of all, my grandfather had, had a saying: the only originals were Adam and Eve. Everything's a copy. <laughs> right. There were models for arts hotels around the country, and so we started to see those. And people want experiential travel. That's a big thing. And so we were like, okay, what's we're trying to always think about what's new, what's coming. And so we we owned the hotel. We said, let's let's try this. Let's let's see if we can get this to work. But it. Two things really that were very cool happened. First of all, it, it, look, it's a really cool space. But as I talked about, people want to be together. And whether you're into art or you're not into art, if you're into just being around people, having a good drink and having a good time, the St. Kate is a great th- place to be. And then you might see something that might intrigue you. And that's, that's, a, that's a win on all the occasions. So as we talked about, people want to be together. The other thing that, that really surprised me, it's beautiful. You saw it. I mean, my, my wife spent a lot of time working on it with us because she's an artist and it really turned out. It's so cool. We're getting. We've gotten great recognition throughout the country about what a wonderful hotel it is for travel, for leisure, for business. Because we have all these things. And I started reading the reviews, and I thought the first thing I would read would be, "Oh, your hotel is so cool, and the art is so cool." You know what I read? Your people take such good care of us. At the end of the day, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's the Fister and it's beautiful Victorian, you know, with the, the Grand Dame of Milwaukee, or I sort of I say the Fister is the Mercedes S class, and the yeah. and the Saint Kate is the Tesla. The uh, and and the Hilton is you know just another great is, is another great fashion thing. I should come up with a vehicle for the Hilton. I'll come up with one maybe by the time we're done. Um, the uh, the the but the Saint Kate, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what it is, those are bricks and mortar. It's it's it can be you know paint on a on a canvas. But if the people take good care of you, it's going to work. Right, real quick, because we've got to get another break here. The, the thing I love about the Fister, a gorgeous hotel, is they're there for an event for Best Buddies recently. Yeah. And, and 
sitting in the cafe or the the lobby area drinking a cup of coffee, just people watching. It's incredible. It's 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 one of those iconic venues in Milwaukee. So whether you have St. Kate's or going back historically to the Fister, the Great Legacy. How old is that hotel? Which one, the Fister? Yeah. Uh, 1893. Yeah. Yeah. And you go in there and it's like, it still looks amazing. Yeah, to sit in history and be a part of it. They're both unique spaces, but in their own ways. All right. Final thoughts with Greg Mark, Marcus, president and CEO of Marcus Corp. After this on WTMJ Now. Final minutes with the president and CEO of Marcus. Greg Marcus started the hour talking about Barbenheimer. I'll probably see Oppenheimer first and then see Barbie. Because is that the way to do it? I don't know if that's the way to do it. That's how I'm going to do it. Actually, I read someone told, someone said that because you know Barbenheimer. I mean, I'm Barbenheimer. <laughs> I can't. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I am having a lot of fun. The uh, the Oppenheimer is you know very heavy and very serious. Yeah. And Barbie is going to be a little bit lighter. So I think they said see see Oppenheimer first and then Barbie. So yeah. So but see them both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were making a great point during the break. If you can't get there this weekend, these movies are going to be around for a while. Yeah, you know that's what happens, you know, in this business, and especially, you know, every all the promotions going into these first few weeks, and everybody's like, and all of a sudden it's like, wait, wait, did we just not forget that Dead Reckoning, the Mission Impossible movie, they got ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes and ninety three percent user scores, and it's like that's a great movie. It's still going to be here, and so these movies will be around for the next few months, and the the target audience. Let's remember, and it's a lot of people who are listening to this station. Is because this isn't. These aren't the kids' movies. These aren't just the superhero movies. These are the movies that you know people like our age go see. Well, I mean, I'm probably the oldest of everybody here, but you know, the, uh, the they'll be around. If you don't see it this weekend, don't forget about it. Go out next weekend. Like Sound of Freedom is a movie that's getting a lot of buzz and a lot of yeah. interest. Oh, I'll tell you the most interesting. This is crazy in the movie business. What typically happens? The first weekend is the biggest weekend, and then it starts to go down. It's just a question of how much. And the smaller declines are like, okay, this movie's got we call it legs. Sound of Freedom is like goes up weekend over weekend, which is, you know, that doesn't ever happen. It is just catching people by surprise. And it just talks about the importance of word of mouth and mm-hmm. talking about it and just us talking and about powerful it. storytelling. Yeah. He is Milwaukee's renaissance man. I can safely say that. I, I sometimes claim that, but I'm not even in that league. Greg Marcus, always a treat to talk to you. Thanks for having me. I, you know, my office is down the block. I'll come over and tell me one. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Let's make that a more regular appointment because not an appointment. That sounds like it's clinical. We're going to have fun. <laughs> Doctor, put the glove away. (laughs) Greg Mark is joining us. It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Now, here's your hosts, Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi. We are here on this Thursday, my Friday, because after this show, Sandy Max, I will literally be getting on a plane and flying to Las Vegas where it is going to be about 115 degrees, but I don't care because I'll be inside playing blackjack. Tomorrow I'll be poolside in my cabana smoking a cigar <laughs> and just generally having fun. You're living the life, and you know what I will be doing? Working? Yes, I'll be right <laughs> here on WTMJ Now, and I'm actually excited, not because you're going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Let me clarify. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited because uh, even though political power hour tomorrow at 9, uh, you and Joe Zapecki and Bill McCoshin are going to be taking a little Friday off. Um, but instead, we're going to talk about the upcoming Republican debate and Republican National Convention with Reince Priebus. Mm-hmm. He'll be uh, on with us. Um, uh, Eric Bilstad and I will chat with Reince Priebus about those large events coming and also Congressman Brian Stile. 
to find out. Who was my congressman? Yes. Mm -hmm. First congressional district. So we've got that lined up tomorrow. I feel good about uh, getting information and just finding out the developments on those large events and also with the pending. Uh, Trump indictment. They may have some insights and thoughts on that newsworthy item. If you've been watching the monitors, there's a lot of Trump news going on in in the grand jury convening in Washington, D.C. and some other things happening with the Department of Justice and Atlanta and and, in that case of election interference. Uh, Interesting times for the former president. Yeah. So uh, this show will still sound good and be giving you the good information, even without Steve Scafidi. And for one day. Yes, for one day. Yeah. And then on Monday, we will be live from Lock LaBelle, WTMJ Classic. And I don't know if we've the talked WTMJ about The WTMJ Classic is a golf outing, by the way. Yes. There are a lot of people who are not aware of that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> all our partners are there. It's not Wonderful. open to the public, per se, but our partners are there. We're going to do a, a, our show. Jeff's doing his show. But during our show, we're going to have a live online auction. Auction. For Best Buddies. Yes. So I'm thrilled. So you don't have to golf to help out Best Buddies. No. And um, one of the things was uh, was a, uh, I think, a $2,500 certificate from Dave Drakamp, which is a nice chunk of change. It's one of those things that can kick you into finally getting some some things done. If you go to WTMJ.com, uh, mm-hmm. right there at the top of the homepage, you will see the link if you want to go ahead and browse those items. So we're going to push those hot and heavy. There's tickets for bucks and brewers. And they always throw some extra things. That, you know, I may even come up with our own extra one. You like to do lunch. Yes. So I was thinking, well, let's just talk it out on the air. No, let's not. <laughs> let's give away some prizes. All right. Shall we? So we are going to take a quick break here. But we need you to call 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. We need two callers. I want to see those phone lines light up. 855-616-1620. Old National Bank talking text line to play. That's what we said. Five questions that could potentially change your life or at least determine if you know a lot about this show and us now. It's kind of a fun way to kind yeah. of look back at the things we said and just where did my questions go? I was just perusing the questions and we have questions about, oh, the writer's strike and the actor's strike. I have questions about music. We talked about music the other day. Golf made its way into the show, not in the typical way that I would talk about golf, but the way that Sandy would approach golf, <laughs> which is radically, a different. Yeah, yeah. radically and drastically different. 855-616-1620. Don't make me beg. Two Are there callers, prizes involved or just bragging rights? WTMJ prize package, Oh, which one never knows what's in it because it, it changes, it evolves. We should call it a WTMJ surprise package then. Take that up with marketing. <laughs> Not my decision. 855-616-1620. Continue to call. I see Shelly's ready to go. Who's going to go against Shelly from Fond du Lac? That's the big question we're going to try to answer after this on WTMJ Now. They say it's all about the he said, she said. But we know right now it's time for That's What We Said on WTMJ Now. Here they are, Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi. Yes, and we still need another caller. Shelly's all set, and we'll find out from Shelly in a little bit. What? But I buried the lead. Not only get a WTMJ price package, but a $30 Mind Chef gift card to their beautiful downtown Hartford location. Yum. And on Thursdays, mm-hmm. as John McCarroll often tells you, buy one pizza, get second pizza free, 10, 10, 50, 50. I have to ask the folks out at Mind Chef what was the most that anyone ever ordered? Because <laughs> that's free. Right. You could yeah. order it for your whole office or. Yeah, so $30 MindChef gift card up for grabs. Who's going to go out against Shelly? 855-616-1620. I see the lines lighting up now. We'll be patient. Let's meet Shelly first. Let me punch in Shelly from 
Fonjulak. Hi, Shelly. Hello. Hi, Shelly. How are you? I'm good. Good. Tell me about Shelly from Fond du Lac in 30 seconds or less. Uh, retired teacher, gardener, like being outside. What are you most proud of in your garden this year? My tomatoes. Really? What kind of tomatoes are you growing? I only have four. There's no limit. They're doing well. <laughs> That's good. It is a good year to grow tomatoes. I, I will uh, test that. I went to my garden last night. As you know, I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to garden. More than six feet tall. I had to put an extra big stake in the thing. Six feet tall. Growing up and outs. In your tomato stock. Yes. Okay. Yeah, isn't that something? <laughs> I thought you were talking about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I was six feet tall. All right, Shelly, stay on the line. Rich from Mount Pleasant is your opponent today. Hi, Rich. Hello, Steve. Pleasure to talk to you on this Thursday, my my Friday, because I'm leaving for Las Vegas right after the show. What uh, what should we know about Rich from the beautiful area of Mount Pleasant? Well, we're 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 leaving today. We have a, a seasonal camper up in Melton, Wisconsin. We spend weekends up there in a in a KOA camp. So nice. uh, one of our favorite things to do in retirement and. Get around with a group of people when we get up there and go out to eat and stuff. So, How's very the, nice. Have you been up there? How's the mosquitoes? Uh, you know, I I maybe got one bite all year. Yeah, that's, that's it. Good. Nobody's coming. But have you seen any fireflies? I haven't seen any this summer. I saw I saw one last weekend. I was on the deck of the trailer, and, and all of a sudden there's one flying around. First one I've seen, yeah. A lonely one. All right, so my backyard is probably like 5,000 yeah. fireflies. Really? Yes, yeah, so you should come over. You can see Ooh, them. Ooh, sparkly. All right, Shelly from Fond du, Lac, Fond du Lac and Rich from Mount Pleasant. Five questions we're going to ask you. Three answers will be provided. Only one is correct. I'll read some. Sandy will read some. I'll read question number one. Um, I'm just going to ask you for your answer. Listen to all of the uh, possible answers correctly, and then we'll see who does the best. And then, uh, as I said... $30 Mineshaft gift card. Gotta love the folks at Mineshaft. They're great pizza. They're great food overall. It's amazing. Um, all right. Number one for Shelly first. The Hollywood actors and writer strike was on our mind this week. And we talked to Greg Marcus a little bit about that earlier. I offered my smart take on where I think the real issue lies. Three answers. Only one is correct. Listen carefully. A, I think they have a just cause here. In my world, if you're using my image, I think you should get paid for it. B, they are whiny actors and writers who want to make more money, use all that talent to create a better product. Or C, I'm not sure that the average American cares at all about this, how they love reality TV. What's the right answer, Shelly? A. Shelly says A. Rich, what say you? I will, I will also say All right. Both say A. You guys are so smart. Here's what, here's what I said. Not a worker's rights guy by any stretch of the imagination. Although I was in a union when I was a younger man. I think they have a just cause here. Because they're literally with they've, what they've already captured from you have no use for you ever again. Because they can manufacture whatever. And in my world, if you're using my image, I think I should get paid for it. Oh, how about that? Wasn't that a brilliant, smart take? I think it was. I, I stand behind that. That's that's solid. Mm-hmm. I'd hang my hat on that. All right, Shelly and Rich, well done. Question number one. My partner in crime, Sandy Max, not in crime, in radio, will, will read question number two. Three possible answers. Uh, Rich is up first. Yes. Rich, the subject of music found its way into WTMJ now this week, as it sometimes does when I'm involved. Uh, Steve talked about a band he has never seen. Who is that band? A, Aerosmith. 
Just watching Steven Tyler on stage would be worth the price of admission. Be the Eagles. I can't think of a better way to spend three hours than to listen to that band play live. Or C, U2. It's one of the few big bands I've never seen. A, B, or C? Rich? Ah, uh, shoot, I missed that one. Uh, I will say, um, I'll say B. Shelly, what's your guess? I'll, I'll say A. A. The correct answer is actually C. Here's what I said. Yeah, it's, it's, it's where uh, U2 is going to be the first band to play there in yeah. October, and my college pal Meredith is going to go with her sister and check it out. And that, this may surprise you or not surprise you. Uh-oh. That's one of the, the few big bands I've never seen. They're worth seeing. I agree, but I've never seen them. <laughs> I can't say it any clearer than that. I have not seen them. I want to see them. I'm very surprised. They were the, the second band I ever saw live. They opened for the really? Jake Giles band in the 80s, yeah. I saw Jay Giles. That was a fun concert, too. Who was he with? God, this is <laughs> late 80s, mid 80s. If you saw him on the Freeze Frame Tour, it was like 1982. Probably, yeah. It's something, yeah I was in college. And yeah. U2 was opening for them that year. How, how, how wild is that? Come on. I was there. I was there with my parents. All right, we digress. Yes. We, have, we have a contest to run here. Sandy. I know. So, All right, unfortunately, I'll... no correct answers on that one. We uh, resume yes. question three. Question three. Ask us anything. Is a uh, chance for listeners to ask Sandy or any question, any topic, every Wednesday, 11.08. This week, a question on keeping animals out of your garden generated some interesting conversation. What was one of my solutions? A, this is going to make some people mad, just so you know, Sandy. Never under- underestimate the power of a good BB gun. Mm. Mm. Hurt, that hurts people's feelings. B, I take my hair after a haircut and sprinkle it in the areas we don't want rabbits to go to. C, you don't want to pass in your garden. The next time you have to relieve yourself, wander out to the garden, but only if you have a very tall fence. What's the right answer? Shelly. B is some boy. Shelly says B. Rich, what say you? Oh, man. <laughs> um, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say Rich says hey, Shelly, you're going to be happy. Here's what I said. Ah. We take the hair and, and sprinkle it in areas we don't want rabbits to go to. They don't like the, the smell of human hair. Keeps them well, out. Well, that's a fun fact. Keeps them out of those areas. <laughs> okay, I'm sensing a new a new sideline for you. Just start keeping your hair clippings and any extra that you have. You can share with friends. Do you offer your Tr- hair clippings to no. gardening friends? Trust yet? me. Trust me. What little hair I have, I need for my own use. <laughs> I don't have a lot to share. And full disclosure, good job, Shelly. I learned last night, it doesn't scare away field mice. I saw a field mouse in my flower garden. But it took care of other things. The rabbits? No Nowhere to be seen. Okay. All right, question number four, Sandy. Uh, I talked about my approach to the game of golf this week on WTMJ Now. Um, How do I describe my level of participation in the sport? Is it A, I'm a good supporter. I'm kind of a weird, subdued golf cheerleader. B, I think about golf the way I think about sports in general. Is there anything else on? Or C, I would rather walk a golf course than play on a golf course. Rich is up first. Rich, your guess? Uh, I will say A. Rich says A. Shelly, how about you? C. I'm glad no one guessed B because I'm a big Brewers fan. I'm a, I'm a good supporter. I, you know, golfers can tend to be uh, a little intense and, <laughs> well, and, and focus think? on things. And I've been with golfers who said, there's no way I can make it to that hole. And I'm like, not with that attitude. Come on. You've got the fundamentals. So I'm kind of a weird, subdued golf cheerleader. There you go. So, so here's, A is the correct yes, answer. Rich. Rich. So here's the thing. 
Okay. We are tied at two. Shelly's going to be first on question number five, the, the final question. Producer Charlie right now is scrambling for a tiebreaker question that we can ask if we have a tie in the event of a tie. I can see him literally. Because we can't ask you to do rock, paper, scissors because we can't see you. No. So this one I'll take. And um, it had to do with ice cream, which is cool. Yum. Shelly is up first. Question number five. We talked about this was a real story. There's that news piece of what we do now, a news opinion in Wisconsin and why it matters, um, about ice cream. And people are eating less ice cream, which is, was surprising to me, actually, when I read the story. So I told you told the story about your first job at college and, and a link to frozen yogurts. <laughs> yeah. So what did Sandy say about this? Was it A, frozen yogurt is to ice cream as soy milk is to actual milk? A lazy, less interesting choice. My, my take on a question. <laughs> B, frozen yogurt is good for you, but not when you put, when you get 16 ounces of it and put M&Ms all over it. Or C, why not just real ice cream? Eat real ice cream if you're going to do it. Do it. So, Shelly, what's the right answer here? C. Shelly says C. Rich, what say you? Now, before I answer, I thought I had three rights. No. No, two right, Rich. The right answers were A, C, B and A on the first four questions. Okay. All right. Um, can you repeat the question? I'm sorry, then. Yeah. Real quick. So I talked about the, the, the declining popularity of ice cream. People are eating less of it, which is a true thing. About a third less than they did in, in the uh, previous century. I told a story about, Sandy told a story about her experience in college where people were discovering frozen yogurts, which was sort of an alternative, I guess. What did I say about it? What did she say about it? A, listen carefully, frozen yogurt is to ice cream as soy milk is to actual milk, a lazy, less interesting choice. B, frozen yogurt is good for you, but not when you get 16 ounces of it and put M&Ms all over it. Or C, why not just eat real ice cream? If you're going to do it, do it. What's the right answer? Rich. I'll say, um, I'll say B. Rich, you're going to be a happy man. Here's what I said. Here's what Sandy said. I will tell you that my first job out of college, frozen yogurt was a big deal. And you'd go down to the cafeteria in the office building and you could get frozen yogurt and load it all up with stuff. And I'm like, but it's frozen yogurt. It's good for you. And finally, one of my coworkers might guess, but not when you get 16 ounces and put M&Ms all over it. (laughs) There it is. And it's not the healthiest choice. So, okay. Rich, you got, you got Rich. the answer right. Shelly, thanks for playing. That's Thank what we you. said. Thank you. Yeah. It was fun. And good oh, luck. Good. good luck in that garden with those tomatoes. Sounds like you're doing well. Rich, $30 Mind Chef gift card, beautiful downtown Hartford location. They are the best. Their food's amazing. Their service is incredible. You've heard this all before, but enjoy the experience. And hopefully, you've enjoyed the experience of That's What We Said. How you feeling, Rich? I really good, and uh, I've been up to my chat before. Just tremendous, and uh, have a good trip, Steve. All right, thank you, my friend. That has been another edition of That's What We Said. Take us to break, there, uh, producer Charlie. Always great to talk to our partners. I think it was on. Was I on the air talking to you? I think I was. I pressed my button too early, so I apologize for that. Um, Tori Lowe is is my pal, my teammate, my buddy who works at the uh, Truth One Hundred One Seven. He's got a big, big event this Saturday. I think you're going to be going to that, right, Sandy? I am. Yeah. I have registered. Uh, I'm going to be strolling <laughs> through the streets with Tori Lowe and a lot of other people who want to take a stand against violence and 
try and make some progress. Tori, welcome to WTMJ Now. Hey, how y'all doing? It's a blessing to be on the show. I appreciate uh, every time I come through. And I appreciate the love and support that I get from you guys because the thing is, it's all of our issue when we talk about violence. The Walk Against Violence, July 22nd at 9 a.m. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a beautiful time. And I'm, and I'm looking forward to a great evening. And I'm wondering what is your, one of your main goals by gathering people to walk through the city in this walk against violence? What, what progress can we make? Well, well, the thing is, is the awareness. Um, I think people have taken on falsehoods when it comes to the issue of violence. Like, I won't speak to the police about it. I won't uh, co- cooperate to bring people to justice. Uh, 60% of the homicides go unresolved. And what we want to do is make sure that we do our part while we're holding others accountable to do their part. And we as a people, we have to make sure that we do not allow innocent life to be harmed in our cities. And if we know anything, come forward and make sure we get these people in jail, put these people behind bars. Some accountability. Right. I am delighted to share with everyone who's listening. Uh, if you want to walk with us, it uh, you can text the word WALK, W-A-L-K, to our old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620. Text the word WALK, and we'll send you that link. Obviously, it's free, but uh, that way you can get all the details. Uh, where are we meeting at 9 o'clock on Saturday? Uh, we're going to meet at uh, Victory Over Violence Park. That's by MLK and Locust, uh, just off of MLK and Locust and I'll tell you right now, um, when we talk about getting out together, it's early. It's going to be really early. But uh, those who want to see change usually don't make excuses to get out for great causes. And like I said, it's just like cancer or any other thing that causes death. We just have to bring awareness and try to bring some resolutions. And those that want to actually be vocal and symbolic about the people, we as a people, we have to do something, too. The police need our help. And we need their help. And many times people don't seek that help until it's their loved one. Let's get ahead of the curve. Let's get out here. Let's get active and take a stand against senseless violence. I heard Tori talking to uh, Eric Bills this morning. You you used to walk from Milwaukee to Chicago every year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the first year. This is the first year I'm not going to do the walk. I'm going to do it in the city. This is my first uh, time doing the Stop the Violence Walk in the city. I usually walk... Uh, from Milwaukee to Chicago because Milwaukee was experiencing high homicide rates and Chicago was experiencing high homicide rates. I was working with victims of violence in Milwaukee and Chicago, so I just kind of rounded it out. I don't know. Don't ask me why. <laughs> don't ask me why I, I was, to do it. Don't, I was going to explain it. I was going to ask you if it's because you're getting older. <laughs> so I am getting older. And my you feet are. are getting tired. <laughs> I done put over I done put over a thousand miles on these feet. Yeah, we're only asking now maybe a couple mile walk down MLK. Right, you know we we all folks. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just I'm just joking, but you know, it's time to like just make it symbolic. Um, you know, the message is sent. Long as it's sent every year, that we have to make sure we do our part. The mission is complete. Well, Tori, I'm excited to walk with you because I do feel like I'm. One of the many people who want something to change but don't know exactly how. And I'm hoping I meet other people on this walk against violence with you 
maybe make some connections and have some productive conversations while we're strolling and uh, hopefully you right. truly make a change, not just build awareness. Well, well, you know, I'll say this, you know, it takes a lot of moving parts. Uh, it's only two real ways to reduce the violence in the community. And that's economics and good education, good training, good, uh, you know, job training ideas. And, and we're a long way from that on the north side of Milwaukee. So, but we as a people, we still have to do our part to protect each other, each other as citizens, while hopefully the leadership and the people who run the city can supply the, you know, the economics on the north side, and they can also supply a better education opportunity for the youth. I always love talking to Tory Lowe. He's, he's one of my favorite teammates here at the GKB, and you can hear him in the afternoon, 1017 The Truth. I will be in Las Vegas, but Sandy will be our, our contributor to your, your great uh, idea, your great walk on Saturday. Have fun. Looks like the weather's going to be pretty good for you guys. Hey, look, I want 10% of the winnings from Las, Las huh. Vegas. All right, as long as you take 10% of the losses, you're, you're on. <laughs> <laughs> thanks All for right, making, I love you guys. Oh, thanks for making a difference. Tori Lowe, and you can walk with him as well. If you want to get that link, text WALK to the Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620, and join us on Saturday morning. All right, winding down our shortened show on this Thursday, my Friday. We'll take a break. You're listening, of course, to WTMJ Now. Need some activities to do this weekend? We've got you covered. This is What's on Tap. You want to have some fun this weekend. There are things to do in town. You probably already know this, but uh, just a few suggestions that maybe you aren't aware of. Something called Highlight Evanescent. Uh, Now through Saturday, there are great big bubbles downtown. Great big iridescent. I saw those. Yeah, yeah. Iridescent orbs have taken over the Peck Pavilion area right next to the Marcus Performing Arts Center. It's part of their free Rainbow Summer Entertainment Program called Rainbow Summer Highlight featuring Evanescent. Perfect photo opportunities. Around. Yeah, I saw people posting those yesterday. Oh, mammoth inflatable bubbles. And they're covered in this special film that reflects color and reacts to sunlight. So you could go during the day and then see them completely differently at night when the bubbles are lit up. And when I talk bubbles, these aren't small. No, they're big. These are huge. I, I can imagine like wedding couples will go out there, take advantage yes, of it. Yeah. That's a great idea. Or you could think ahead and get your, your holiday photo Greg, snaps. Greg Hill and Eric Bilstead will go out there and hold hands <laughs> if they have their picture taken in front of it. So you can join. And the, in addition, there are also nighttime performances. Tomorrow at 7, the band Eclipse is going to play Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon album. Always good. And Saturday night is family night. So uh, you can find more information at WTMJ on our What's on Tap section about evanescent uh, also gallery night mke is tomorrow mm, and friday that's always fun yeah you can gallery, gallery hop all around the city maybe even make a purchase of some artworks i have made a purchase in the past how yeah. nice we have a great creative community here in milwaukee and around wisconsin gallery night mkes at galleries and hotels and restaurants tomorrow night five till nine and then also on saturday from 10 till four there's shops and locations in Third Ward, Easttown, Walker's Point, also Marquette University's Haggerty Museum of Art, the Warehouse Art Museum that's in the Menominee Valley, and the Myad Gallery right here at the Ave on Wisconsin Avenue, and at Milwaukee Area Technical College, there's an exhibit about Milwaukee PBS's 65th anniversary. Question. Can I buy the calling and just buy it and put it in a warehouse somewhere so I don't have to look <laughs> at it every day? I don't know if the calling is for sale. That's an interesting uh, That's an interesting. That was thought. more of an op-ed than a question. There you go. <laughs> Outside the city, uh, if you can't wait for the Wisconsin State Fair next month to get your fair fix, head to the Waukesha County Fair. All it's things, a big deal. Yeah, all the things you come to expect at a county fair. Livestock, rides and games, truck and tractor pulls, concerts, plus the all-you-can-eat pancake breakfast Saturday morning. 
That's a huge deal. And the classic car show Sunday afternoon. And I heard Paul Farrell, Washington County, uh, see, I've got showman mixed up. (laughs) Paul Farrell, Waukesha County executive, will take a selfie with you if you ask him nicely. (laughs) Ask him nicely per Jack Nicholson. Oh, my goodness. Ask me nicely. Very good. Yes. And then also, of course, the Milwaukee Air and Water Show, Saturday and Sunday, based on Milwaukee's Bradford Beach. But, you know, up and down the lakefront, you can see the show. I'm, I like to sneak down by, not sneak, but my favorite spot's down by South Shore Park. We had the guys in, they were in the building this morning. Yeah. Oh, and on the lake and in the sky, it's free. It's presented by Waterstone Bank. It's back in one of the top air shows in the Midwest. It starts every day, every day, Saturday and Sunday at 10 with the water show. And the air show starts at noon. The Navy Blue Angels are going to be flying around 3 o'clock each day. And female flyers in the air, Lieutenant Amanda Lee flying with the Blue Angels and pilot Susan Dacey are being on her biplane, Big Red. I believe mm-hmm. about two or three years ago, I interviewed Amanda Lee. Cool. At the old place. Um, Interesting. Because she, it was, you know, it was kind of a Top Gun-ish piece that we did, but she was so fascinating to talk to. I mean, just the life she's living. And to to be fair, all these impressive pilots are. Oh, my, we were talking to them before the, before the show. They're like amazing. Yeah. They all do really cool stuff. The Milwaukee Air and Water Show, it's kind of an appetizer to EAA Air Venture in Oshkosh, which the kicks big off one. on the 24th. Yeah, the big one. So for more info on what's on tap, you can find details on all these fun events at our website, WTMJ.com. Now, thank you, Sandy Max. Um, am I... And it's also brought to you by Milwaukee Downtown. Yes. Great organization, by the way. Um, do we need callers for our German Fest giveaway? Yes, we do. 855 855- Six one six one six twenty. So it's a four pack of tickets and a WTMJ prize package, which I don't think is going to have a Sandy Max autograph picture, but it might have one of mine in there if you ask nicely again using that same phrase. Or one of Vince Vetrano, since he's going to teach us a German word today. Who? Pa- yes, and thanks to Vince for doing that. Who also passed out in a uh, Blue Angel when he was flying many years ago. I don't see why you wouldn't. That's a lot of G force. Yes. All right, we'll do that after this. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Call now. German Fest tickets up for up for grabs. Do it. Good morning. Here's Vince Vetrano, Gastgaber von Wisconsin's Morgen Nachrichten. Vince Vetrano here, host of Wisconsin's Morning News. Glad to help WTMJ now with the Deutsche Wort des Tag, the German word of the day. The word we're looking for today is Badezimmer. Badezimmer. He always has that little piece at the end. I don't know what he's talking about. He says good luck. You even got him on on an off day. That's well done, Sandy Max. He's dedicated. So, yes. What is Vince's word of the day? Do you know it? I've known none of the words this week. So we're going to start off with uh, Jeff from the beautiful city of Port Washington. Hi, Jeff. Howdy. What's the word? What's the word? Badishan. Yes. No, we're asking what what, what does, does that this, mean? What in, does in this English? word mean? Is Baditzim. Oh, what does it mean? Uh, good luck. <laughs> Not just repeating it back. <laughs> <laughs> Take a guess, Jeff. Take a, a, a guess. Okay. Badishan is, I didn't say good luck. It is not, but All thanks right. for the guess. Thanks for the call there, Jeff. Pat calling from, where are you at, Pat? On line three. Hi, Pat. Hello, I'm from Old Creek. Hi, Pat. Yes, hey, my favorite city. How about that? Do you know what that word is? Would you like to hear it again? Yes, I'd like to hear it again. Is Baditzimmer. What is Baditzimmer? Pat? I'll take a wild guess and say it's a main course meal. Ooh, it is not an entree. 
Thanks for playing. Yeah, thanks. Well, there's an interesting joke I could make here, but I'm not going to because that would be a hint. Jim is calling from Pleasant Prairie. Hi, Jim. Hi. How are you? Well, I tell you, I'm doing great down here. I, I, I'm going to pick that word apart. I'm going to go with Baden as a spa, and Zimmer can be a hotel or it could be a restaurant, but mm. I would go with like a spa hotel. It is not a spa hotel, but I like that you were breaking yeah, it down. Very creative. Thanks for that, Thanks Jim. Thanks for playing. Linda is calling from, is it is it Broadhead? Linda? Where am I? Hello? Hi, Linda. <laughs> You're live on the radio. I think we lost. Linda, can you hear us? No, we're going to lose Linda because I can't. Let's, Sorry, uh, Linda. Steve calling for Bayview. Beautiful Bayview. Hi, Steve. All right, here we go. Back yep. room. Oh, hey, congratulations. Steve nails it from Bayview. All the smart people live in Bayview, and they have the great view of the lake, of course. So are you a German guy? You just know your you know your German well? Is that how it works? Born in Berlin. Oh, wow. Really? Yes, yes. So I'm going to Germany next year. What what should I know about some of the cities I talked about in my little tease there before? Uh just drink the different beers. You're going to have a good time. I love it. All right, stay in the line. Uh, Steve from Bayview, congrats. Worst, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Worst. Congratulations, Steve. And we will give away another German Fest prize pack tomorrow of four tickets. To come celebrate Milwaukee's original house party on our beautiful lakefront. German Fest is happening July 28th, 29th, and 30th. Authentic German food, beer, and new this year, Steel Timber Sports. It's an international extreme sports competition. Axes, saws, and more all three days. The Glockenspiel, the Dachshund Derby, Culture Village, Mardi Gras Show, and from Austria, the band Schwarzenegger, Friday and Saturday night. They played last year, and they are back. Are they supposed to be sounding like Schwarzenegger? Is that the deal? No, Schwarzenegger uh, actually means skirt chaser. Uh, but for more on German Fest tickets mm. and admission discounts, go to their website, germanfest.com. We should have made that one of the words. Skirt chaser. <laughs> I love this game because... Like I don't know any of these words. I have to. I have a lot of German to learn in the next year. Vince Ventrano sharing his vocabulary. He blew me away when he said he spoke German. It's like I did not see that coming. As an Italian guy, we're both Italians. <laughs> he dropping German on us. Very good, and dropping it well. I love that. So we got we got to wrap this up this early show after the next. Yeah, episode. Milwaukee Brewers game coming up at All eleven. Right. So we'll take a break here. Stephen Sandy. We'll take a break and. Uh, well, see, I don't even know what we're going to talk about in the last thing, but it's going to be interesting. I know that. And then I'm off to Las Vegas, so maybe I'll talk about that. Oh, I love this. Thank you there, Charlie. All right, so as we wind it down for our Brewers broadcast coming up in a few minutes here, I'm going to be out of here, but you have a big, big show tomorrow. Somebody asked us really about politics. Well, you're going to spend that what is normally the political power hour with Bill and Joe Talking to a couple of heavy hitters about politics. Yeah, the Political Power Hour with Joe Zapecki and Bill McCoshin will return when you return next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, boy, you don't want to waste that great hour uh, with everybody on vacation with me just, you know, painting my fingernails and <laughs> having some lighthearted Friday talk. No, it's a really important hour, and I'm excited to uh, announce that uh, we're going to talk about the Republican debate that's coming up next month and the Republican National Convention coming up nearly exactly a year from now with uh, Reince Priebus will be our guest tomorrow starting at 9, and then at 9.30, Congressman uh, Brian Stile 
We'll be talking about those subjects in particular. We'll also have the old National Bank Talk and Text Line open for your questions. Uh, but yeah, get a lay of the land on what preparations are being done for both of those big events and whatever Donald Trump news breaks um, will probably be discussed as well. What I love about that combo is so you mm-hmm. have obviously one of the elected officials in Wisconsin who's working for us, and I say us because he's my congressman, and I think yours as well. So Brian Stiles. <laughs> yeah, sure. Brian Stiles. Mm-hmm. And then you've got one of the biggest Republican figures in the country who shapes a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, former chief of staff for President Donald Trump, mm-hmm. has done so much work in Wisconsin, in the Walker administration, and, and beyond and, and after that. So you got one of the big heavy hitters. You can tap into that. And I think Eric Bilstead is going to sit in for a little Eric bit Eric Bilstead will join me on those conversations. And I, I'm getting a lot of feedback on the old National Bank talk and text line about, and I'm glad for it, uh, about the balanced conversations that you have done for the past six and a half years. And that is our goal here. So if you're automatically going, oh, great, it's a Republican hour. Um, it is about these huge events that mean something in Milwaukee and Wisconsin. Uh, so it isn't just... Republican talk, it has a greater ripple and, and importance. Yeah, anybody who's listened to my show and now WTMJ now knows we're not going to get away from politics. That's going to be a big part of what we do, especially with all of and the things front and center here. Right. No, we'll have right. both sides as, as, we, as yeah, I've done for years. Yeah, so I'm excited for, for that hour tomorrow. So I am excited for you. Thank you. I will be back Monday. We'll be broadcasting live from Lock LaBelle. Um, one of the things that's going to happen Monday, real quickly, is we're going to have an online auction for Best Buddies, who's yeah. my partner for my WTMJ Cares ongoing, because once I do a WTMJ Cares, I stay with them. We'll be joined by some of their folks. Lots of great partners will, will, will share some time with us as well. It's a fun, fun day on the golf course at Lock LaBelle. And you have fun tomorrow. Thank you. You and too. I, w- I will be in Las Vegas, and I will be having plenty of fun. So that's when I say, now is when I say... May good fortune smile upon you. Brewers baseball, next.